The following announcements have been paid for by the sponsors of the Hameen Media Group. Hameen Media Group brand management is taking over. Social media, video, audio, design, marketing, and more. HMG Brand Management is proud to be partnered with Vince Russo's The Brand, Stevie Ray TV, Rip Rogers' FR Podcast, Goldilocks, Big Vito Brand, The A-Show starring Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, and now Angelina Love and Velvet Sky, The Beautiful People. Search for all of our HMG Brand Management partners on your favorite podcatchers, YouTube, and of course, Patreon. Support your favorite HMG ring veterans by visiting ProWrestlingTees.com, Dr. Man Beast Ted McNailer, Greek God Papadon, SCG Search from Big Sal, Chris Silvio, Stevie Richards, and of course the Ayatollah himself, Ben Hameen. Hey bro, wake up with the official Vince Russo coffee from Broaster's Coffee. Medium roasted Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes and a smooth finish that'll have you ready to go, bro. Available only at thebroasters.com. For a flavorful hashtag RBV fitness foodie experience, visit zorosoliveoil.com. Zordos Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil is exclusively sourced from the Zordos family private 100-year-old olive groves in Greece. Taste the difference and visit zordosoliveoil.com today. StevieRichardsFitness.com For the most affordable and effective home workout program that'll give you results, real results. 12 and 16 week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at StevieRichardsFitness.com Russo'sBrand.com Where the pros are pros, bro. Get the most valid takes in wrestling from the pros who live it. Visit Russo'sBrand.com Subscribe to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on Podbeam.com and visit Patreon.com backslash Hameen Media Group. We now take you to your featured HMG presentation. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Commodore Zerdos has left the fucking building today because <laughs> we're talking, we're going to be talking a movie that, well, a lot of people claim that it is the worst Star Trek movie in the history of Star Trek because here at the Academy, we are not ashamed to talk about Star Trek's misgivings, unlike other podcasts that talk about other science fictions, other science fiction that will not talk about their shitty fucking movies, we'll talk about our shitty fucking movies. So it is me... The mythical Shatner's rock monsters that never made the fucking budget, never made the cut in Star Trek V that would have helped save the movie. I am here joined by the man that's going to try to break me today because he is breaking Triple D. It probably will break me today because I've had a rough fucking week at work today. The donuts have literally kicked my ass all week long, but I am here. So happy to be with my man. Looking forward to this for the last two weeks. My man, John Enright. He is the co-host of the Smack Attack. He is the co-host of the Academy. He is also the co-host of the Stino Podcast. He knows everything about 
New Japan and Japanese wrong style, according to Ben Hameen. It is John Enright, the Sinister Minister. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Good afternoon, my friend. Doing well. Uh, this is my uh, third podcast in two days, so it's been good. Uh, it's actually been a good weekend, a good release uh, from some stuff. Um, as I mentioned on Smack Attack, and I'll mention it here, uh, as of Thursday, I'm officially divorced. Uh, okay. So I'm a single dad. Congratulations. Really, yeah. Or, freedom. or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, so, you know, I've been, you know, so that was, it was a week uh, kind of dealing with all that, and, um, but, you know, it was good because this week too we started um, with our kids about how to do self care and mental health and along those lines because we talked about teen dating violence awareness and next month is sexual assault awareness and so we knew we had a lot to hit them with in the next two months and so we're taking this month to do self care and talking about the things you can do for your mental health or other things you can do and so you know it made me really evaluate how much self care am I doing and and, and doing along those things so. Um, you know, it's been good. Uh, so honestly, even despite the week I've had, it's been a good week. And then, you know, podcasting has been a lot of fun. And, and you know, even if I have to watch SmackDown, oh God, oh, um, God. you know, it's still, I mean, it's still better than nothing. And it still gives me an outlet and creative outlet to do things. So here, yeah. here's, here's the thing. Why Night Raw or Star Trek five? Oh, Star Trek five. I, I know. Yeah. 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 Why Night Raw? <laughs> And the Star Trek Five is shorter than Monday Night Raw. It is. That's the crazy thing. And the story makes better sense. It does. Monday Night Raw. It does. It's it's absolutely insane that how far how far wrestling has gone down the shitter. Where Star Trek Five and hell, even you with your sheer intense hatred of Star Trek One, rather watch Star Trek One than SmackDown or Raw. I would watch Friday, I would watch any Star Trek whatsoever <laughs> overall anytime any day of the week. Anytime. We have to ask we have to ask Admiral Richards that question. Would mm. you rather watch uh, a marathon of Discovery or a marathon of Raw? Oh, that's a good. Ooh, that's a good that's a that good is one. that is basically. Would you rather have this bullshit sandwich or this human shit sandwich? Yeah. Pick which one you like better, according to Stevie Richard. <laughs> Either way, you're going to get hosed no matter You're going to get hosed because you're going to watch something you don't want to watch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. So, but it's been good, man. It's been a good, good week. Yeah. Um, good. Having these podcasts. I did Destino earlier today. I did Smack Attack yesterday. So it's it's kept me kind of moving and going and, and being able to have fun. So That's good, brother. You know, so I'm enjoying it. So, you know, so I guess uh, now I guess we just got to kind of figure out um, what we want to talk about. Oh, wait, we do know because we have news. We have all kinds yes. of Star Trek news. Yes. So, you know, so let us let us start with the news and see if I can break you with some um, stories here <laughs> in the are, news. Of course you're going to break me. Come on. It's yeah, easy. it's easy with some it's of this easy. SJW um, Star Trek it. stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's start with our first one. Um, so here's uh, – some people kind of know the story, some don't. But uh, the first story we're going to talk about is why Diana Mulder's uh, Catherine Pulaski left after season two of Star Trek Next Generation. Um, in case you guys didn't know, she had uh, Diana uh, Diana uh, Mulder. She was the actress. She actually played in the original series. She yes, was she a couple of different characters, right? If mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Yeah, she was the handler of Kodos. Was it? No, it wasn't Kodos. I'm sorry. Oh, what's his? Oh God, the um, the alien um, diplomat. If you if you looked at him, he would you, you would go totally insane. 
and she was blind. So mm-hmm. that's why she could actually like look at him and they didn't right. like, what the heck, what the heck was his name now? I, oh I'm out on, on original series. I don't Man, know. we, I know seriously. Uh, I am, I am, I'm, I'm lagging here. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. And so, and it then will come she, to me. Didn't she also play, wasn't she the person who went with Khan? Wasn't she like the, other, I, or, or am I thinking of somebody else? Let me, I think she was. As far as I know, I think she was. I mean, it, it's um, I mean that that con. I mean that that, that con episode is so like legendary. Like mm-hmm. what it, like what it represented and at the time. You didn't think that represented anything, but I think yeah, I think she was in in the uh, in um in the Wrath of Khan episode. I think she did play Khan's lover. I think right, right, because so. I thought she was the one that went left the ship. She was a Starfleet officer who left the ship with Khan. Yes. And, you know, if I remember correctly. I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen anything. But anyway, they brought her back. So uh, after the first season, um, Crusher was transferred um, off the ship because um, Gates McFadden wanted to try to, she didn't want to get pigeonholed. And then mm-hmm. she ended up coming back. Um, so they tasked her to, to be a different type of doctor named Catherine Pulaski. And she had been a chief medical officer on the USS Repulse and held the rank of commander, but she wasn't a bridge officer like Dr. Dr. Crusher was. So a little bit different there. And she brought a different vibe to it. Um, Mm. She was just very calculating and detached and um, they wanted her. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. She was not in, she was not in the con episode. She was in the episode and she was in, what was the episode was return to tomorrow where the telepathic aliens uh, took over uh, Kirk. Uh, took over Kirk, Spock, and uh, oh, that's right. To construct the android host. That's a, that's another good original series episode. She was right. in that one, and she was in. Obviously, there is there is a uh, oh god, what the heck was it? There's there's truth. There is is there in truth no beauty? I'm sorry, I words are going over strong on me right now. So, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Uh, Kolos, the ambassador Kolos. That's who it was. There it was. Okay. I, I yeah. get like Kodos was the guy that murdered, you know, half of the colony where Kirk would, grew up on, and Kolos was the ambassador. So right, right. So and the re- the other reason why they brought Pulaski on in real life was because Gates McFadden got fired mm-hmm. for bringing up sexist. She thought some of the scripts were sexist, and um, but that only lasted for a year. You know yeah. they. Because now, obviously Pulaski did such a and, – and, and, and Mulder really did not do a great job as that character. It's considered one of the worst things, um, I think, from Next Generation. You know what, though? I mean, I, I know with Gates McFadden, she was having, I think, an issue. I think it was with the executive producer. Mm-hmm. Her and the executive producer were not getting along at, at all from, from, right. what I, from what I've done my research about that. And, and they, yeah, they brought Pulaski in because uh, – Pula- um, Oh God! Uh, Di- I'm sorry. Diana Mulder had a really good relationship with Gene Roddenberry. Gene Roddenberry right. was still pretty active on uh, Next Generation. So yeah, and she wanted he actually, as a matter of fact, Roddenberry wanted her to be some of the McCoy characteristics. Yes. You know, fear yes. of teleporter, mm-hmm. uh, mistrust of overly logical members, and and um and and this is how and that's how she wanted to play it. Um, and so it was a failed experiment and. Um, she just, she never, she, she never even got along with the crew. 
um, and, yeah. and, the, and the other rest of the cast. So it was a, a very inter- interesting thing because she was trying to be McCoy, but at the mm-hmm. same time, she she didn't mesh with the crew very well, and and that yeah. was evident even in her interactions with the with in real life, apparently. And well, so, yeah, you know, the, the thing with her in real life is she's a classically trained actress. Yes, and so she, you know, memorized her lines and she got the lines down. She wanted to just to basically it was like, listen, this is my job. I know my lines. Let's get through this. Let's do this as quickly as 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 as, as quickly as we can. So, and the the crew, you know, they want to joke around. They want to have fun. And she's like, you know, she's like, listen, you know, I take this serious. Yeah. So so her seriousness, I mean, because obviously you look at someone like Jonathan Franks, who's a notorious, you know, practical joker and stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're, they're not going to mesh very, very well together. So. Right. Yeah. And then she also felt they were too reliant on technology and setting to hold mm-hmm. much interest for her. So, you know, it was just a clash of styles. It was an experiment. And then, um, so they were able to do that. And so, and then in turn, they realized, I think the the producers realized what they had with Gates McFadden. And, and of course, Picard, um, Patrick Stewart was upset about it. And a lot of the crew were upset about her being fired as well. So they eventually brought her back because it was the right thing to do. And, yeah. you know, and then even, even, uh, uh, Dan Mulder decided she was really only comfortable with one season. She only wanted to be there for one season because she just didn't like the vibe and the feel. Yeah. So, you know, uh, so it was just a very interesting aspect of how, um, you know, really it was one of those weird things that happened in real life yeah. of, of how this character eventually, you know, went the way. And, and the weird thing was like, the weird, the weird, the real life story behind it almost mirrored the character. She never fit in with the crew on the ship. Mm-hmm. She never fit in with the crew on the set, and yeah. so it, it made for a very, um, I, I don't want to say terrible, but it was a bad character. It was a bad fit um, overall, and it was just not, I think, one of the better moments of TNG. I think it really caused a real problem with TNG for season two to make you really go, should they get a season three? You know, it was well, a very well, you know, I mean, I, I I didn't mind her as Dr. Pulaski. I really, I, I didn't. I thought she did mm-hmm. a, I mean, herself, you know, I thought she did a pretty good job. And and I kind of understood that she wouldn't be welcomed right away by the crew because she's replacing Dr. Crusher, who everyone got used to, everyone knows. And then all of a sudden, you know, you bring in this, you bring in self isn't going to get used to it. I mean, that's out to to me, you know, I just kind of thought, well, you know, after the first season, after the first time, you know, I thought she, she, she developed a good relationship with her and Worf, her and data. Um, I I mean, but other than that, though, I think that was about it, you know, Mm -hmm. because I know, I know her, her and data did, did pretty well together and, and her and Worf Mm -hmm. as well. So, but other than that though, yeah, she, yeah, it was, it wasn't a good fit. I mean, no. Gates, I mean, Gates McFadden, I mean, she really had the on-screen, you know, persona and charisma and everything that basically made you love Dr. Crusher. And I sent you a really inappropriate meme through Facebook Messenger. Uh, you can check it out now or you can check it out later. So. I just and saw it. it, it, it <laughs> 
Uh, I knew you get a kick out of it. <laughs> oh, oh, certified well. girth certificate. That's all yeah. I gotta say. Well, that's you know, uh, that's what she said. Yeah, that's uh, exactly what she said. <laughs> so, all right, so let's go to our next story. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> uh, so the next story is uh, so Variety recently spoke with Alec Kurtzman about Paramount Plus programming. And and or with Paramount Plus programming chief uh, Julie McNamara, and they gave some updates on Section Thirty One, which is the new story right now. It's in planning, um, and so it's, it's uh, Christmas that is actually in planning phase. Mm-hmm. Um, saying that conversation taking place with Michelle Yeoh, mm-hmm. and and so they're going to have with there is and because here's the thing. They want to do, you know, because Paramount Plus has got all your Star Trek now. Everything you have, right? So they want to release a new Trek series each quarter is what they're talking about. Holy cow. So that includes Discovery, Lower Decks, Prodigy, plus the other stuff. And then this is is a part of that. And so this is separate from the five shows that are already in production. Holy shit. So 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 Strange New Worlds. mm Mm-hmm. Discovery, mm-hmm. Um, Lord, Lord Act. yeah. Uh, no, is Section Thirty One considered part of that or no? No, Prodigy and okay. Picard. Prodigy, oh, Prodigy and Picard. Prodigy is the animated with uh, with uh, Kate Mulgrew. Mulgrew. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which they thought you know was going to be Nickelodeon, but it's also going to be on Paramount Plus. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's the five already plus the other one so the section 31 is in the other new shows that are already kind of talking about being in development so we have five that are in production now and they Mm -hmm. want to release new trek every quarter um so that could but that could be like the discovery area era on that plus um you know whatever else they come up with so they have paramount and, and and cbs have really just gone full bore with it where mm-hmm. there was nothing for a long time and then all yeah. of a sudden we have a whole bunch of stuff coming down the track and um you know if if you really want to man Paramount plus you need to get on it they have a free month yeah. right now and you can yeah. get some good deals on it so now's the time to get on paramount plus if you are a star trek fan to get everything you need all your star trek is in one place it's easy to find mm-hmm. movies uh tv shows all of it one place, one stop shopping. You don't have to worry about it going away like you do on like Netflix or Prime or these other yeah. places. You just go to that place, watch it, and be worth it. And then there's all the other stuff you get with with CBS All Access, you know, yeah, so, of so, all the other so, shows. So, so. so basically, All Access, we swear for. So if you're not part of Paramount Plus, join Paramount Plus. But if you already have your membership to All Access, mm-hmm. it's going to change to Paramount Plus. Exactly. You you do so, you do automatically switch over. Yeah. Um. And and which I believe that's already happened because I think it was March third or March fourth is when that was the case. So you you should already be now on your Paramount Plus. Uh, I am know, going. I'm going to take a look and see right now. Because let's see, let's take a look. I mean, it's uh, I mean, it is just. I mean, it, it is. It is unbelievable that they were able to put everything into one thing, which is yeah. really, really good. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it looks like a clean setup. So, which actually takes us to our next story that Paramount Plus launches. Uh, it launched on the fourth, um, and it's it's seamless for any subscriber of CBS All Access. It's not required to relog in. Does your previous CBS oh, All Access login will continue to way, work? Yeah. There it is. Paramount hey, Plus. Hey. There so, you go. 
Yeah, you don't so, have to do anything. That's, no. that's the cool part, you know? Yeah. Um, and so they got all that, the CBS Viacom Family Plus, which is her, has more than 30,000 episodes from across CBS uh, family, Viacom Family. Uh, new Paramount Originals, uh, including SpongeBob Movie, mm-hmm. uh, 76 Days, The Real World, Homecoming, New York, Camp Coral, SpongeBob, Under, under 60, Under Years, 60 Minutes Plus, For Heaven's Sake. There's lots of stuff on there, essentially, and original content, including a Halo series and The Return of Frasier. Oh, gonna be. really? Yeah. Yeah. Get the Frasier's coming back? On CB on Paramount Plus, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised to bring Kelsey Grammer back because Kelsey Grammer is a conservative and they don't like conservatives. Well, you know. But he's Kel- but he's but he's Kelsey Grammer. I mean he's yeah. a great fucking actor. Yeah. Can't, exactly. can't keep can't keep it in his pants though, but he but he's a great actor. Right. So so right now with Paramount Plus, it has the home of the entire Star Trek universe, including Discovery. All the new stuff that we just talked about that's just in production. Uh, later this year, Prodigy will launch on Paramount Plus, and then um, then Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. And it has four feature films right now. Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, mm-hmm. Star Trek Generations, First Contact, and Nemesis, which were the ones I think were on Prime that um, yeah. uh, uh, Dr. Spide watched that yeah, expired. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, those are the ones that they were watched there. So, um, you know, so they- it's... No, it's, it, they, that's what they have right now, and the mm-hmm. rest are going to because of licensing deals. Once they expire, they're going to end up on CBS. So if you're watching, like if you watched uh, five, like we're watching five today, and I'm watching it, I have it on Prime. Mm-hmm. So um, whenever that uh, goes away, you won't be able to watch anymore. Uh, Paramount Plus is going to be able to place you do that. Now they have what they did was um, so. On launch day, Paramount Plus made the first episode of original series free, including the pilots for Star Trek Discovery, Picard, Lower Decks. You can watch them uh, via Amazon, Apple TV, mm-hmm. or YouTube. And so uh, all of these Star Trek original programs that you have, they they are planning on doing – they rolled those out to watch. So you can get a taste and go, okay, cool. And then mm-hmm. also – Paramount Plus costs ninety nine for the commercial free option and five ninety nine for a limited commercial option. Oh, that's that's a good value. And then in June, the five ninety nine will be discontinued, and they will be launching a new four ninety nine limited commercial in option, which will not include the live local CBS affiliate. So right now, you get everything with the live local CBS affiliate. Then they'll knock a dollar off and say, "Nope, never mind. You don't get your local TV," which I'm okay with. I'd I'd save a buck to not have to worry about that. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch. I don't want to watch all that. Yeah. So you know they have, um, you know they have all kinds of stuff. They're having. uh, Paramount Plus is also running a free Star Trek marathon on YouTube. Really? Featuring, yeah, featuring the first episode from each series. So, oh, wow. Um, so the schedule is they're going to have the original series, The Man Trap, then Beyond mm-hmm. the Farthest Star, Encounter for the animated series, um, then Encounter at Farpoint for Next Generation, Deep Space mm-hmm. Nine, Emissary, Voyager, mm-hmm. Caretaker, Enterprise, Broken Bow, Discovery, The Vulcan, Hello, Short Treks, Episode One, Runaway, mm-hmm. Picard, Remembrance, and mm-hmm. Lower Decks, Second Contact. Um, wow. So yeah, so they have really hit the ground running and gone yeah. with this thing. So um, it's definitely uh, worth the cost, guys. If definitely. you're looking at this, um, especially if you're a Trek fan. Um, and they're definitely going to once all the license agreements are up, and they own they own all the rights to all the movies mm-hmm. and all the intellectual properties. Then you're going to start seeing them rolling out more movies. I think. I think because so too. yeah because. If if they build up enough 
you know, because obviously going to build up a lot of, you know, interest and in kind with, with, with the, um, with these, with these new series, these new shows that, yeah, that it's going to bring people are going to be wanting movies. Yeah. But yeah. the, but the only, but the only issue is though, when it comes to doing like, if you want to do like an original series, Star Trek, another, you know, reboot of the movie saying, you know, screw the Kelvin timeline. How's that going to be casted? Who's going to play Kirk? Who's going to play Spock? Who's going to play Uhura? That's what that's the, that's what I want to see. Well, that's the interesting thing because uh, that goes. I'm going to jump to this next story then because goddamn, um, I am awesome at segways. You are you are like it's like you know what you're doing. Uh, Paramount Pictures taps Discovery writer to pin the original an original Star Trek feature film. So mm. this is devoid of uh, you know the whole. Uh, what you may call it, Kelvin uh, timeline and Kelvin timeline and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so it is. It is a writer. Um, let's see her name. It's a it's a female. Which is the other thing about this is this first time ever a female has been tapped to write a Star Trek movie. None of the films had a Star Trek movie. They've had Star Trek like direct female directors and other things, but this is the first writer. Is uh, she is she the first write a movie? Yes, she's the first female to write a movie for Star Trek. Uh, Kalinda Vasquez, she had mm-hmm. written for Discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote Terraformer Ter- Part 2. Oh, sorry. By the way, John, mm-hmm. fuck Star Wars. <laughs> fuck Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Right. So, um, and so it's interesting. Um, she So she wrote Terraformer Part 2. She wrote the, wrote mm-hmm. the Star Trek Ask and Not. And so okay. this is in collaboration with J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot. Who's going to be producing the project? But they haven't said if it's going to be in the Kelvin timeline or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but her name um, apparently she was named um, after the character uh, Kalinda of uh, Kelvin from the Star Trek original series by really? any other name. Yeah, wow. so that's where. Uh, so it's different spelling, but it's called Kalinda, and that's mm-hmm. that's her name, and she was named off of that. So she's also. Um, she so she's done a lot of writing, and this is her first feature film project. But like I said, this is the first one where so this is uh, it would be the fourth script Paramount has commissioned since Star Trek Beyond. Other projects have been development uh, to be a direct sequel to Beyond was the Chris Hamworth one, uh, mm-hmm. returning as George Kirk, an R-rated film based on the idea from Quentin Tarantino, and a new take on Trek from writer director Noah Hawley. So there have been four other times, but this is the fourth one, and this one I think. The, the way it sounds, it has the most legs as far as being able yeah. to be put into production. So, and like I said, this is the first time a female has ever written on the project uh, um, uh, to write a movie. Other, you know, there were there have been other directors and uh, other important yeah. producers and things like that, but she's the first one to do that. So, it looks like you know because we're taking a discovery writer and putting them on a original feature film. Um, that is the next step. Paramount and is wanting to have more movies on it. So yeah, no, it's uh, good. You know, which makes sense. I mean, you you've yeah. got you've got all these. We we know five movies. You know, five shows that are in production right now. Plus, you're yeah. talking about Section Thirty One and other ones that are going to be coming. Why yeah. not capitalize on the movie aspect as well? Exactly. So, you know. Um, all right. So next story: Star Trek Voyager uh, star Robert Duncan McNeil, aka Tom Paris. He lobbies Paramount Plus for a Captain Proton series. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. I like that. 
Yeah. And so, uh, and 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 so he's he he loves the idea. He apparently he was big on the Captain Proton series, and um, apparently Kate Mulgrew jumped on the uh, uh, in on it on the Twitter trend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says she posted uh, a picture of herself as the final boss from a video game. It says, <laughs> you know, and it was her as Queen Arachnia from the Bride of Chaotica. Yeah, uh, that was episode. that was that was, that was a good one. And, and she and she she had she tagged uh, McNeil's hashtag, which was like, uh, you know, hashtag Captain Save Captain Proton or uh, have Captain Proton series or whatever. And so, uh, you know, they he's really pushing for it. He thinks it would be really neat um, to have something along those lines. Um, and he even made a direct appeal uh, to uh, Robert Kurtzman. Uh, so, you know, uh, by the way, by Garrett the way, Wings. Oh, go ahead. And by the way, it's still in the Captain Proton series. Garrett Wang is still not getting a promotion. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, he's looking to be Ensign. He's looking to be Ensign. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's uh, he's Garrett Wang's aboard. He's okay. done all that kind of stuff too. Uh, you know, as far as being uh, involved with all of that, um, and so I think it, you know, how do you feel about this Triple D? You take a this is what a, was a holodeck um, show making your own kind mm-hmm. of. Paramount Plus Disney or not Disney Paramount Plus kind of Star Trek spinoff. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about something like this, where it's a 1930s, you know, serialized genre type piece like this? I I, I kind of like it because I mean it was it was kind of the most it was, there were some of the most memorable episodes of Voyager was Captain Proton t- Tom Paris and here's the thing. I have a couple memes where it shows where it says Cheers was actually a Star Trek hologram program. Mm-hmm. You could say that Boston Legal is a Star Trek hologram program as well because good. you got Odo and Cork playing Od- Cork playing a judge and Odo playing a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And you could say that, well, Kirk, he's 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 a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So you could say that. You could say anything is a hologram program. Yeah, I like it. Why not? Why yeah. not? And, and 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 then why not? In between the Captain Proton series and Voyager, where you have Kate Mulgrew and you get her all, and you bring back some of the original cast of Voyager. Or who says you do that? You just do it like as it would be its own separate thing. You of could like, do that, yeah. You know, you don't have to necessarily cast Tom Paris as Captain Proton. No, you, can you have don't. it be like you know they're. You know, this is the original recordings of Captain Proton, and there, you because know, you know you insert yourself into the show, into the yeah. holodeck program as those characters. So you 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 say these are the original characters of, mm-hmm. of that. So you know, it, it's interesting. I think it would be unique to see some of the characters that you could come up with and play with and and have some fun with. Maybe you could add people now and then. Well, I think it would be funny where like all of a sudden. The person who's normally Captain Proton gets replaced with Tom Paris, and so you know it's kind of like you're doing that, and then yeah. he jumps out, but you don't acknowledge it. You just kind of like you know, and Garrett Wang pops in as the sidekick guy, mm-hmm. and, and you know they just pop out, you know, real quick. It's like, oh, we, we had about an hour, so we could just come do this, but then the rest of the time it's playing as is. So, um, so all right, so let's go to our next one here. Triple D, have you heard of like the NBA's Top Shot thing? Yeah. NBA's they they have this new thing called Top Shot. It's a okay. it's a digital trading card game like thing type thing, not a game, but like it's it uses blockchain, you know, like uh, Bitcoin type stuff. And so what you do is you get these digital moments and you can bid on them. 
and you they're worth so much money you sit in a line. It's a whole re really weird thing. I've only heard about it. it sounds like a scam. <laughs> it kind of it kind of is. Sounds like but, a scam. But dude, the NBA is making money hand over fist on this thing. Yeah, like, there's, a lot, there's, 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 a, there's a lot of marks, and, and I'm, not, I'm well, not one of them because fuck the NBA. I just mm, stopped watching. We're gonna find out here in a second, though. So here's the thing. So they do this blockchain thing. You put in for a bid, and where you're at, um, they all are gonna have a certain number of these moments. So you, if you make that thing, if you make that block. Then, if you want to buy it for the cost, you can get those cards. Well, Leonard Nimoy's family is releasing a set of collectible digital trading cards, which is going to really? be the same type of thing. Um, there's actually some samples of this on in the news story. Um, it, it is by a company called Wax. We'll release a series of limited uh, special digital uh, collectible cards featuring Leonard Nimoy. Mm -hmm. um, these intimate photographs from Leonard's family life and career have never been seen for outside of the family. The release will be similar to the one, apparently there was a William Shatner one by Wax last summer, hmm. and it will be a form of digital collectibles called NFTs. They go on sale March 25th, 2021 at noon Eastern time. And so um, a promotion of the proceeds will be going uh, to support the UCLA Medical Center uh, towards the work for COPD. And um, it'll feature... 255 unique trading cards in six different rarities. And so um, they show what these are. And, um, you know, it's very interesting how they do. Like, they've got some just pictures of Leonard Nimoy and, and, his, and his family just chilling. Um, him in high school. Um, him on the set of different things. Um, at a Star Trek movie premiere with his with his dog. You know, I mean, it's, it's very interesting and unique how they're, you know, what they're doing on this. Um, and so... Um, let's see. There are two pack sizes. A pack of 10 NFTs will sell for $9.99 and a pack of 30 will go for $249. Um, and they can sell them on Wax marketplaces and apps. And um, some NFTs have sold for over $65,000. Um, yeah. And so it says the blockchain technology allows collectors to buy and sell digital learning more collectibles. Uh, and launching on Wax marketplaces means fans can buy their packs with a credit card, not just cryptocurrency. Buyers can then easily trade them with others, showcase their inventory on various Wax marketplaces, and share on social media. So call me call, call me old fashioned, but I like to hold my collectibles in my hand. I know. Yeah. This to me, I'm not a fan of this. I like because I'd heard about it before. It's a fucking scam. Yeah, it seems scam. like it. It really seems like it to me. God um, Almighty. I, I the, so one of the local uh, radio stations here, they got guys who have been on this NBA Top Shot thing, and you know they said people are spending you know thousands. I'm talking like tens of thousands of dollars on like some of these digital moments of some of a player or whatever. Yeah, I don't understand it. I just thought it was just utterly ridiculous. And go uh, on uh, YouTube. Uh Greatest moment of Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, screenshot. Look, there I have it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And I didn't have to pay anything for it. Exactly. Oh, my exactly. God. See, see, now you're going to get me to fucking break now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. So, 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 yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, listen, I mean, I'm listen. I'm a fucking mark for like, for like collectibles. This is serious. I hope, I hope they have the fucking ski mask. So it's a ski mask when they rob the fucking people. Jesus. I mean, like, I understand, like, the, like Nimoy's thing, at least Nimoy's thing is going to, to proceed something that's good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the rest of the NBA, okay, you have a bunch of greedy fucking owners, okay, lying in their pockets. The fuck?
Oh. Yeah, but they don't tell you what portion of the proceeds, how much. Oh, so, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, that's that. Well, I mean, I mean, but listen, but I get it. You know, I get it. You know, they're 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 trying to sell something, mm-hmm. and and the fans want that inside access, but. A fan like me, it's like I don't want to see Leonard Nimoy in his private life. Right. I want to remember Nimoy as Spock. Right. That's why I remember Leonard Nimoy as. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, and that's it. It's like I don't want to listen. What Nimoy did in the privacy with his family, that should be between the family, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Nobody else should have the right to see that. To right. me, that's what I believe. So, I find it. I find it a little ghoulish. The family is capital. Exactly. You know, yeah. You know, honestly. You know, if it would have been like behind the scenes stuff at Trek, I think that'd have been a oh, different yeah. story. That, I mean, yeah, that's you know, a- but these are not that at all. These are like just him and his dog and him with his oh. wife and Mount is his one that just says Malibu. And I'm like, why? What the whole purpose is it feels like a money grab. It feels shady. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand it at all, this whole blockchain, whatever thing. Um, and who knows? You get up on one day in your computer and all your stuff is gone and you've spent thousands of dollars on it. And oh oh no, you had a corruptible thing. Whereas you know, at least with my like all my baseball cards, I got I've got them in sealed you know cases and things. And so um, I mean, something could still happen, but they're uh, overly protected, so I can make Mm -hmm. sure they're taken care of. I've got John Smoltz and Greg Abbott, you know, signatures from meeting them and getting signed auto cards, and they're in nice cases. So you know, those should be good for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know. I just don't trust this thing, and I no, don't. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't see it. I understand it at all. I, I just feel like it's just. It feels ghoulish to me as well. So. Yeah. No. All yeah. Right. So we're just next- old men. We're we're just old men screaming at kids to get off our lawn. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but you know, I'm okay with that. So, so Star Trek Discovery and Picard were nominated for seven Saturn Awards. So, Triple E, I don't know if you know what the Saturn Awards are. These oh. are these are basically. The Academy of Science uh, annual awards event from the Academy of Science oh, Fiction, sure. Fantasy, and Horror, and the best genre of film and television for basically those kind of uh, areas. And it's the 46th annual one, so it's been going around for almost 50 years. Wow. And they have seven of them. Um, so both Star Trek, Picard, and Discovery have been nominated for best science fiction television series. Uh, they're going up against Doctor Who, Lost mm-hmm. in Space on Netflix, uh, Pandora. Uh, Raised by Wolves and Westworld. Um, ooh, ooh, Westworld's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, I Is hate to first, say that. I hate yeah. to say that, man. It's good. It's Westworld's good. really fucking good. That's what I hear. Even though, even though I think, like in like the 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 the, the second the second third seasons, they got a well. No, wait a minute. It's only been on for two seasons, hasn't it? Westworld. Westworld. I don't. I don't know. I don't have. Yeah. No. Else. No. It's been out for three seasons. Three. The, the the third season got a little bit like crazy because mm-hmm. it like kind of like it like really like told like how real life is how everything's controlled by AI and everything. So the the third season got a little crazy, but it was still fucking awesome as fuck. Right. Yeah. But I mean, but that's some tough competition. But it I, is. But but I think Discovery can. Well, here's the thing, Discovery. They won the first their first two seasons won best series. Okay. But that was they la- up until this year, they separated streaming new media from cable and network. So this year, if you notice, all these are you have streaming as well as network all together. Mm-hmm. So before it was their own streaming service. I you see. know, whereas now they're lumped in with network series. So it should be interesting. But the fact that you do have 
Picard and Discovery both listed as you know there. You know that's a pretty good deal right there. Yeah, yeah but but would you consider all those TV series streaming because 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 Westworld's on HBO Max, the uh, streaming service. Well, so. they listed as HBO because oh, it's, really okay. because because you can see it on HBO. Uh, Pandora's on the CW. Oh, oh you can okay, you can listen. Yeah. On HBO. Okay, yeah, okay. Doctor Who is on BBC America. Well, yeah, yeah, BBC. You know, so so whereas uh, Raised by Wolves is strictly HBO Max. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Lost in Space, which I've seen it. I love the new Lost in Space. It is dope, um, which is on Netflix. Really good. It takes what you originally thought of the original uh, Lost in Space and just turns it on its head. Really, really good. Um, and so we got three actors for a Star Trek Picard that picked up nominations. Um, you've got Sir Patrick Stewart, obviously for Best Actor. He's pitted against Henry Cavill from The Witcher, oh. uh, which was good. Mike oh. Coulter, uh, who was on Evil. Um, mm -hmm. Grant Gustafson for The Flash. Oh. Um, yeah, Sam Hewan or something from Outlander. I don't know. I've never yeah. heard of that show. Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft Country. I heard that's pretty good. Uh, and Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul. Oh. Um, so it's, it's Stuart's sixth time to be nominated with two previous wins including one for Next Generation. Uh, Picard's Issa uh, Briones was nominated for Best Performance by a younger actor on a television series. Um, if I remember correctly, I believe she was the um, the android uh, girl. Oh, uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. So her competition is Freya Allen, The Witcher, Netflix, uh, uh, Breck Basinger, Stargirl, uh, mm -hmm. CNW, yeah. CW, Maxwell Jenkins for Lost in Space, Netflix, mm -hmm. Uh, Madison Lynch, Bosch on Amazon, Cassidy McClinley, The Walking Dead uh, on AMC, and Aaron Moriarty on The Boys, Amazon. Mm -hmm. The Boys was good. Oh, and Aaron Stargirl Moriarty was, was good really too. Good. Stargirl was good. Stargirl was uh, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Maxwell Jenkins on Lost in Space was really good too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's some really tough ones. There, there. there, there are some tough competition. Yeah. And Jerry Ryan was nominated for her work on Batard and as a guest, uh, best guest starring performance on television. Her competition. Includes her former Voyager co-star Kate Mulgrew. Mm -hmm. uh, it also includes John Cryer on Supergirl, mm -hmm. uh, Gianna, Gianna uh, Carlito Esposito, uh, Gian Carlito Esposito on The Mandalorian, um, mm -hmm. uh, Mark Hamill for What We Do in the Shadows, mm -hmm. uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan on The Walking Dead, Kate Mulgrew for Mr. Mercedes Audience, mm -hmm. and Billy Porter for The Twilight Zone CBS All Access. How about that? Kate yeah. Mulgrew and Jay Ryan or. <laughs> yeah, and they don't like each other. They don't like uh, each other. So two actors for Discovery were also nominated. So Nico Martin-Green was nominated for Best Actress on the television series. Mm -hmm. uh, the other nominees are uh, Katriona Balfe from Outlander, mm -hmm. uh, Melissa Buenost from Supergirl, okay. who I guess is Supergirl, Regina yeah. King from Watchmen, which mm -hmm. I heard that was really good, uh, Thandie Newton from Westworld on HBO. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. that's Danny Newman fucking killed it too. Yeah. Candace she killed it. Candace Patton from The Flash and mm -hmm. Rhea Seahorn from Better Call Saul. Oh man, that's some stiff competition. Yeah, and so but, this is. But, but I gotta say though, Sigma Martin, she she fucking killed it. Yeah, yeah. As like I think her competition is Danny Newton from from uh, Westworld. Right. Yeah, and so our last our last one is Discovery's Doug Jones picked up a nomination for Best Supporting Actor in a Television Series. He should also get it for the Best Makeup because I oh mean, god, yeah, god, yeah, yeah. He's going up against Jonathan Bakes from Better Call Saul, mm -hmm. uh, Tony Dalton from Better Call Saul, 
uh, Michael Emerson from Evil, uh, Richard Rankin from Outlander, Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead, and Luke Wilson from Stargirl. So, Ooh, okay, yeah, I like Luke Wilson and Stargirl. I oh, thought so he was do really I. Good. Yeah, Norman Reedus I, is tough to beat, you know. So, yeah, uh, but let me tell you something. Doug Jones, he, he should it. get it. He killed oh, yeah. it. He, just, he just, 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 just the emotion and everything he showed us through during season season three of Discovery. I mean, he's just, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I think, I, I think, yeah, I think, I think Discovery has a chance to basically have have a clean Star Trek has a has a good chance to basically sweep everything. I think. I do too. I, do I think too. you know because I think I mean Westworld was really good. Westworld was going to give him a lot of competition mm -hmm. because there was a lot of money. That went into making Westworld. You're talking billions of dollars. Yeah, you know, they they basically had a movie budget. Every yeah. show was like a mini movie. So, but I think I think Discovery and Picard, just for the sheer acting and just the sheer greediness of of each one, I think they have a chance to win. Yeah. So yeah, we have one more story for you that came in last under the wire. I think I pressed in it to you the run sheet. So, um, <laughs> it is Galaxy Quest revival still in the works. As the green. Oh, wow. This is as of four days ago. Um, so obviously they, she said, while Alan Rickman is replaceable, Reaver says they found a way to move forward on the follow-up. So, um, in case you guys don't know, Galaxy Quest is easily one of the best non-Star Trek, Star Trek movies that there is out there. Really, really good. Um, Amazon was actually looking to revive it as a TV series, but of course Alan Rickman died. Um, yeah, that's, but yeah. you know, they still kind of are still figuring out a way um to figure it out and where it is now and she said um uh there was another script um so there's been another script and it's been in, put in mothballs and they're now kind of pulling it out for galaxy yeah. quest 2 um uh so it says it will be the story of the old ancient uh galaxy quest being brought into series with another young cast uh, I haven't read them so I don't know the details but I think everyone in galaxy quest would love to participate it's such a wonderful experience for us how they will find someone to play Alan's part, I don't know, but I think they have a good idea of how to do it. He's irreplaceable eternally. I think there may be some good news on that front, but I haven't heard about it in these six months. So when it's going to happen, I'm not sure. So there's a script out there where the Galaxy Quest is going to be the old versus a new uh, <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, so, God. Tim Allen, so 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 Tim Allen is is coming back for Galaxy Quest. No, I mean, it sounds like it to me. Good man. lord, okay, just oh god. Hey, I'm I'm there oh, for it, man. So it's good I. stuff, so you know. It was it was so good. I loved it a lot. So by by the way, do you do you like Rickman in Galaxy Quest or what <laughs> Alan Rickman did in Harry Potter though? See, I've never watched Harry Potter. Really? I've, I've never watched any of the Harry Potters at all. I was just like you. I was I said I said I said I don't believe in this freaking magical bullshit and then one of my one of my exes made me watch it and like literally I I I was like there was like tears welling up in my eyes. Well, I, mean, at the last I love time. Alan Rickman. I love Alan. Yeah, Rickman. Yeah, Alan Rickman's he's, a he's great Great he's actor. a good actor, you oh know. I mean, he was he was good in Jay and Silent Bob with the movie with God. I forget whatever it was where yeah. he was an angel. Um, you know, um, everything he's been in, he's been so great. So I love yeah, him. And was God's that great. was that Dogma that he played? The yeah, angel? Dogma. Dogma. Yeah, that Dogma. that was a fucked up movie. It was. It was that pretty was a, messed up. George Carlin played the way he, George Carlin. What what he played the bishop, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was a messed up movie. Oh god, that was a great yeah. movie. It was so it was good. So, I watched that know, movie in Greece, believe it or not. 
Oh, fuck. That was good. So We are off the rails. We just are like off Star the Trek rails. 5. Just we're like Star Trek. We're off we, the rails. We are, we are just in line with our main topic for today. So let's go ahead and break <laughs> into our main topic yeah. um, uh, today. So let's go ahead and talk right now about our main topic. Let's blow the bosun's whistle for the main topic today, which is the Star much Trek maligned, five. much hated, much poorly reviewed Star Trek Five. Listen, it is frontier. It is so bad that it's good. Yeah, it is. It is. It is really. It, it is. It is one of those where it you watch it and you're going, "This is just awful, garbage." It, it's a good. It's a good awful. It's you like, love it though. You, you <laughs> love it. You really do. I mean, it is. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, you're going. What? I mean, the at, at the same time too. Shatner was the director of this, right? Yeah. And so. <laughs> You can't help but see kind of Shackner's fingerprints all over the whole oh, thing. Oh, God, yeah. You know, I mean, that's the whole point. It's almost like a Shatner love fest kind of, you know, yeah. do, we're going to save the day and we're doing all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opening of the show. Mad Cow. Yeah, Mad Cow. He did the Mad Cow. It's almost Denny Crane-esque. Level. It is Denny Crane-esque, Star Trek V. It's yeah. like Denny Crane wrote Star Trek V. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I just, I mean, the opening was weird. It's not something we are used to. You see a guy digging a hole on a deserted planet. Okay, kind but of here's thing. the thing. Why, what do the holes represent, though? Who knows? I mean, we don't know why the guy was doing do you, it. Do you, do you know what I think they represent? What do you think they represent? Okay, so the whole thing of Star Trek V is, you know, the guy's digging the holes and he's digging the holes frantically. And then all of a sudden who comes up on the white horse? Cybok. Was the horse white though? I thought was it was a black. I don't maybe, think so. Maybe it was a black horse. I think maybe it was, it was a white horse. horse. Mad cow. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the thing. That's going to be the thing. Mad cow. cow. Mad cow. So he comes up and he asks the guy, tell me your pain. And then the guy goes, Vulcan. And he's smiling, and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" Well, Walking yeah. is smiling and laughing. Yeah. And then Cybok goes, "Tell me your pain," and Cybok makes the pain go away. He, the guy, yeah. was digging holes to bury his pain, and here comes Cybok to take it away. Sort of yeah. like what you see in TV with televangelists, mm. how people are trying to hide everything that's you know that you know all their you know just their pain and their fear, and they and they watch these televangelists on the TV. Mm-hmm. Put your hands up against the TV, and I'll make the pain go away. That's what he was going for, and that's what Cybok is. Cybok mm-hmm. is that televangelist. Yeah, he's yeah, that I fraud. Know. I can so, see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, is he a fraud or is he just is he just doing it to brainwash people? Which, I think which I guess brain, brainwash people, and he has he has a good motive, but he himself. He got brainwashed himself into believing that that they could find, you know, God, because that's what this movie is about. It's about finding God. That you know, he believed that when in reality, in the end, they didn't find God. In the end, right? They found something else. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, it's 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 it's. Then we go from there. We see um, Kirk is, you know. Mountain climbing. He's he's climbing El Capitan uh, in the Yosemite, which I don't know if you've ever been there. I've been there. Uh, it is the film doesn't do it justice on the beauty. Oh God! No. It, it is amazing. 
Like I haven't been to the top. I haven't climbed El, El Capitan or done anything like that, but I've been in Yosemite. Um, I've gotten to see it. I've gotten to like see people climbing it. Like very cool. We've got binoculars. You can watch people going up and stuff like that. A beautiful piece of just earth that's there. And I love that national park. So cool. Um, but you know, we see Kirk climbing and then Spock comes up with the, the boots. Yeah. And like, you're not, he's like, you're not going to break any records, you know? So why are you doing it? And he's like, cause it's there. And, like, and yeah. you know, of course Kirk falls and Spock saves him with the, you know, the booster boots. boots or whatever. Well, well, of course, you know, Spock is still recovering from right. Or where, where, where he was learning to like be a little more human, you know? Right. So yeah. he's, to get that back a little right bit more. and of course we we have mccoy is there too he's at the bottom he's looking by binoculars and doing his grumpy old man like i love that yeah oh yeah <laughs> dude if, if anything else this movie is peak grumpy old man mccoy that's what i love about it that's what i love about it. yeah exactly he is prime grumpy old man this is prime. just you prime and just like god i can't believe we're doing it. you know it just Muttering the whole time and complaining and just I was pretty good too, but man, but nothing. Oh, start. no, this was this was prime grumpy old man McCoy. Yeah, uh, and you know, and then so we basically find out that they are um, they're they're on shore leave because mm-hmm. the ship is new. They got a new ship, but it's not quite ready yet. So they're trying to get it fixed. You see, Scotty is on the ship. He's trying to get it fixed, and there's all kinds of bugs and. And, oh, yeah. you know, all kinds of things going on. We find out here that um, Scotty and Uhura are kind of a thing, which yeah. kind of came out of nowhere to me. You know, it's like we have all these movies and then all of a sudden, because Scotty's there and she brings these bags with her, like she brought dinner and it looks like, you know, silver bags. like yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, cool. It, and the way they come, I'm like, okay, they're a thing. All right. All right. Well, I mean, there was there was always some chemistry between them, even during the original series, though. Was there? I, I don't yeah, remember. There, there's, it, a little, like... there's a little bit of chemistry there between between Scotty and, and Aurora a little bit, and even like in even some of the movies, there's it's 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 there. You have to look for it. And you have to like feel it. But right, I guess I just I don't remember being that overt. You know, I, I as well, far as that yeah, goes. I, I think they, I, th- I think Shannon kind of wanted to basically. Because I mean, it was still in the '80s. It was still kind of taboo for a white man and, and a black mm-hmm. woman, or or a black man and a white woman to kind of you know have relations. So he just kind of wanted right. to. He kind of wanted to be like, uh, screw Look, your stereotypes, you know? Yeah. I, just, I want to get yeah. my shit in a little bit. Yeah, and, but it, uh, at the same time too, those two people are the two who are most likely going to be on the ship. Oh yeah. You know, you know, Ohura because she's always at the comm. She's always yeah. there. Scotty's always working on it. So it makes sense that. Of, does, yeah. of everybody there that she those two would hook up because they're always a part of the ship you know mm-hmm. and, and you know uh and scotty in a way kind of you know he's almost that comic relief throughout the movie in those sense you know because it's <laughs> like is, I just which is terrible because <laughs> scotty has never been the comic relief no, scotty's no. the guy to save the day yeah you so, know i mean that's you know that's kind of my gripe mm-hmm. with the movie but yeah i mean shannon directed this so yeah obviously I was yeah. like, who saves the day? I mean, come on. People, yeah, characters are kind of out of what we normally know them as. You know, like, you know, when the, the message comes in for them to be recalled from shore leave and it's making the weird noise, Scotty's like, I just fixed the bloody thing. You know, he's, you know, it's the way he says it, like, is so exasperated. Like, I just fixed it. And, you know, O'Hara tells him, no, this is real, you know, 
and like they need us. He's like, you can't be serious, you know. Like he's freaking out because the yeah. ship is in pieces and parts, and and so then they have to call everybody back. We have the famous um, campfire. So oh, before that, we have Sulu and uh, <laughs> and Chekhov who were hiking. We're assuming somewhere in Yosemite as well, and they're lost. Yeah. And whoever calls them, and they're like, uh, "Oh, we're lost." You know, they don't want to say they're lost because they never hit the end of it. They're exactly because like, they're their balls broken. We're we're in a we're in a blizzard, and Uhura's like, "It's seventy five and sunny," and <laughs> he's like blowing in it like it's windy. Yeah, and yeah, she, and she's like, "Your secret's safe with me, boys," and tells them how to get out and all that. And then, um, eventually, uh, we get to the famous camp scene. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw what you did. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm awful. Yeah, yeah, you are. Um, uh, but anyway, so we get the campfire scene, the famous mm-hmm. campfire scene. Oh, did you do another one? Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, for those of y'all who don't know, he's sending me via messenger these various <laughs> Star Trek memes that are cracking me up. Uh, but, but hold on! But the last one I sent you, just to tell you, yeah, yeah. it's it's a Trouble with Tribbles episode where it shows Kirk in all his sexiness holding a triple, looking at it, and it says "False finishes in a Gargano match." Yeah, it's and, and buried and by Tribbles. Buried by Tribbles, and Kirk just looking at it like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So the famous campfire scene where they eat their beans and yeah. you know, finds out that. Spock finds out that the secret ingredient is whiskey, um, and they're having these talks, and they're like, oh, you don't have done a sing-along, and they sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat, and Spock is trying to devise the words and the philosophical meaning of it, and then McCoy pulls out the marshmallow, they call it a marshmallow, you know, instead of a marshmallow, I don't understand what that is, um, but oh, Spock pulls out the marshmallow, and they they eat them, and they roast them, and all that stuff, and sing a sapphire song, and then... You know, the Spock of course ruins it because he's trying to ascertain the words of the song, and <laughs> you know they finally tell him to shut up, and they all go to sleep, and then that's when Uhura shows up with the shuttle and um, gets them, and he's like, "Hey, why'd you come do that?" I'm. She's like, "Well, you didn't have your communicator." Oh, well, gee, I wonder why. You know. <laughs> so basically, we find out that Nimbus Three had is the planet of peace, but it is basically it's a shithole. It oh, is. It's a, shit. it's, it's a terrible planet. But there's a ambassador, there's a Federation ambassador, a Klingon ambassador, and a Romulan ambassador. All totally, there. Deci- totally unhonorable ambassador, the Romulan. I mean, yeah, well, because they're Romulan. Uh, although you have to admit that ambassador was pretty smoking hot. She was hot, but she was very dishonorable, probably. She's but smoking hot. She would she would sleep with you and then sleep with and then and then sleep with your friend. I'm okay with that because she was hot. She was like that crazy. I'm okay with hot, you know. Crazy kinda, hot. Yeah, she was crazy hot. So, um, so you had which which was very interesting because the ambassador here was um, David. What's his name? Uh, the actor because he would play uh, Chancellor Galron, uh, Chancellor not Chancellor Galron, um in the next in, in an undiscovered country in six. He played uh, Gorkin. Oh, Gorkin! Played- yes, yes. Oh God, what's his name? Yeah, David something or other. David uh, when- David David Winter or David Winter, I think is his name. Something along those lines. Yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, uh, on those lines. Oh, we also find out uh, there's a Klingon ship that is like captioned by this young captain, and 
they hear about Nimbus 3 and then they hear about that the Enterprise is going to be dispatched and he wants to attack the Enterprise and how great it would be. So we get this young gun Klingon captain who's decided I'm going to go after the Enterprise because, you know, it'll make my career kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the whole, the Nimbus 3, the uh, Cybok and his army of brainwashed people are making their way towards Nimbus 3, the, the city. Um, and in that process, they siege the city and um, capture the ambassadors for that. So each each ambassador sends out a distress call to their their own people. The Romulans never show up. The Klingon shows Obviously, up. Obviously, because the yeah. Romulans are unhonorable people. Yeah. The Klingons, um, well, the Federation is the ones who actually send somebody. The Klingon is just there to take out the Enterprise because yeah. of the young guy. Um, and so, of course, we know that the Enterprise is not fit. It is falling God, apart. Is but falling. But like the Starfleet says, it's not that they're the closest; it's that they're the most experienced crew that they have. It's you know? always, it's always they're the nearest ship, they're the most yeah. experienced crew. Yeah. Send out the Enterprise. Yeah. yeah, sir, sir, we've gone through a whole new refit, sir. We can't launch in eight hours. We launch in eight hours, Scotty. Yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll, it'll be ready, sir. It's like, yeah, what the fuck, seriously? Yeah. So you know, so we have. We have this race for you know getting to Nimbus three. We get there, um, and we you know it's we very interesting. A, we see a three-breasted cat female. Yeah, we do see that. But before that, to get into the city, that's before that, the, well, but that's where you have the imagination of like Shatner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But to, before we get into the city to get some of the guards distracted uh, as they landed the shuttle outside of the city limits. We have a naked Uhura singing and dancing, yeah, uh, to to distract Chicka the uh, yeah. <laughs> talk about about Chikawawa. I think, I mean, I think the only time she showed, showed more skin was in the original series in some of those uh, uh, mm-hmm. outfits, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. We see Uhura singing and dancing, but apparently that was her real voice singing. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was uh, very She's cool to see that. Yeah. You know, actress. Yeah, so you know, we we have them get to Nimbus three. They get in through that way. There's a big fight scene to get there, and then we get to the ambassadors, and we see they've been brainwashed as well. Um, Cybok. The whole plan was to do that so Cybok could get a ship, which you know, Cybok has this crazy Vulcan who's brainwashing people by taking away their pain and everything along those lines. He's just wanted a ship, and he wants to go to the center of the universe. And I'm like, why? Because that's where God lives, and I want to meet God. And, you know, Shakari is what he said. Shakari, yes, Shakari. You know, everybody has it, and he's like, Shakari. And so, of course, um, Spock hears that, and he's like, but it's, it's, not, it's not real, you know, kind of thing. Um, but he says he's found it. He's figured out a way, and that nobody can get past the Great Barrier. Um, that's why they needed the ship. And so, essentially, you know, Cybok finds a way to hijack the Enterprise. Which he does, you know, yeah. Which he does, you know. And, and it's the out, Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. You know? And then so. we get out. Well, here's the thing. So as they're flying up from like Nimbus 3, the Klingon ship is attacking the Enterprise. Exactly. So all of a sudden, like, they can't get into the Enterprise. They <laughs> drop the shields, drop the shields. And they get in, and it's like just a total fucking shit show. Yeah. And then while they're in the Enterprise... You know, they have a chance to capture Cybok and shoot Cybok. And Kirk gives you order, Spock, take out Cybok. Yeah, shoot him. Spock didn't do it. Right. Spock goes, Jim, he's my brother. 
your brother. Mm-hmm. You have a brother? Why didn't you tell me you have a brother? Yeah. And yeah, and I know a lot of people bitch about that. Oh my god, why didn't they say that in the original series that Sock has a brother? I was like, because you stupid motherfuckers, it was back in the 60s. Do you think they could think of something like that in the 80s? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Canon is whatever yeah. the fucking thing is on there. If mm-hmm. it says Star Trek, it's canon. Too fucking yeah. bad. Deal yeah. with that. Yeah. By the way, one one thing I do like about this movie is the creepy one-liners, like when Kirk is coming up to the bridge from from shore leave, and he they're in the thing. He goes, "I could use a shower," and Spock goes, "Yes." You know, <laughs> there there are there are some very quick. Oh my god! There you know? was the greatest one-liner was uttered at the end of towards the end of this movie from from Kirk. Which one? Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, what does what? God need with a starship? Jim, you don't ask the Almighty a question like that, Jim. No, 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 no. I want to know. What does God need with the starship? Yeah. And yeah. also and also too, when I argue with some of my with some of my friends that some of my atheist friends that tell me about God and everything else, they're like, Well, how do you explain aliens? I'm like, I say, listen. I said, Do you think that God just created the earth? And human beings, you don't think he created the whole he created the whole fucking universe. He created the aliens. Yeah, the aliens just called God by a different name. Right. Like really, like Star Trek Five, when they have all the Romulan, the Klingon, um, the 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 Terran, as they call the human, the Terran, mm-hmm. and the Vulcan, they all have God for a different name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. And they're just like, and they look at me, they're like, that makes sense. I was like, of course it makes sense. Mm-hmm. God. Mad yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we see that, and we we see in this process, we see him slowly beginning to turn the crew because you're like, how is he going to be able to do it with a handful of people? But we see Cyborg is taking people's pain away and brainwashing. We see Uhura gets captured, uh, Chekhov and Sulu, um, all this kind of stuff. And of the course, the, the 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 one with McCoy was very very moving. Oh yeah, well I was, we haven't gotten there yet, but yeah, like I know, so, I'm sorry. No, no, it's good. I'm just steamrolling you right now. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, well I mean, I don't blame you because this movie's terrible. But yeah, oh, no, so, it's great stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we know that Kirk Picard. I mean, that Kirk Picard. Kirk. Uh, uh, I don't want to say anymore. Kirk Spock and McCoy are are kind of kept to themselves because their strong is very, very strong. Their bond is yeah. very, very strong, and Cybok knows this, and so he's kind of catching everybody else up. Um, and then he, we see the process, what he does with like Spock and McCoy, where he shows their pain. He shows the thing that they hurt the most. McCoy's was incredibly, incredibly powerful where he's, he's a doctor and it's his dad and, um, and his dad is dying and he just says, you know, let me go, let me go. And he, he, he said, I could have kept him alive. Uh, there was a, they found a cure the next year. But, you know, his dad was suffering and in pain and he stopped it and he just he struggled with that. We see that's part of who McCoy was as a person is he's dealing with this incredible pain of the choice he made of choosing to let his father die rather than keeping him alive. And then there being a cure, you know, Um, we see with Spock the fact that Spock is born and his dad rejects him because he's too human. Um, his pain, and then we see Kirk, who says, "No, I want my pain. I need my pain. It I makes me who I am. My pain. Yeah, I need my pain. It makes me who I am. Yeah, I need exactly. Very, 
I mean, just, I mean, like, I, I, like, I know, I know people say that he's like so, like, you know, predictable. But in that moment, I mean, it was what was needed to be said at that moment. Yeah. And I was feeling an emotion that he put into it. Mm-hmm. You know, because it is the pain that drives a lot of people. Yeah, it, 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 who's defined this? You know, it's like some. You know, when I did, I, you and I both have done the Career Junkie podcast. You know, mm-hmm. and Christy asked that question at the end of every podcast of, um, if on your journey, would you do something different? And you know, I say no because the mistakes I've made are the things I've learned from this made me the person yeah. who I am. So I want my in the same way. I'm like Kirk. I want my pain. I need my pain because it made me who I am as a person, and yeah. I don't want to lose that. I I want to be who I am, and I'm proud of who I am as a person, and so. I want that kind of aspect. Of, so sometimes we think pain is a bad thing and we think that it's it's a hurt and we can't get over it. You can. You, that is where you have things like, I think this shows the power of friendship. How yes, yeah. your friends can really help you through that. You know, I mean, look at Sulu and, and Chekhov were really good friends. You know, I mean, they probably help each other out with a lot of things in that mm-hmm. aspect of it too. Um, and so we see that's how what he does. He uses kind of this mental kind of telepathy type thing to show the pain and as, as if, and then he kind of helps share that burden or pain. But in that process, we see when Kirk stands up that the other two kind of snap out of it and realize, yeah. no, he's right. He's right. I need my pain. That's who I am. And so when it's time to, you know, when Kirk doesn't want to do that, Spock and McCoy don't go, they stick with Kirk and they put him in the brig. Um, because they can't have them if they're not going to join them, they're not going to have them messing around. Well, we also, know. That he, oh, go ahead. Also, also two in the brig. Okay, Shiner just gets after Spock. It, oh it yeah, is, it is hilarious. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, he he just is railing on <laughs> he him. He goes like, full fucking Shatner. Yeah, he does. Hey, did someone with pointy ears? And in, in like eventually later, yes, yeah, someone with pointy ears. You know, did kind of. It was supposed to be an impenetrable prison or, yeah. or brig, um, but they get out with a little bit of help. Um, we they hear some Morse code and then an explosion and, and Scotty pokes his head in and goes, "Do you not know a jailbreak when you see one?" You know, because <laughs> yeah, they're just standing there like, "Holy crap, what just happened?" And then Scotty and then you know, so they're making all these things, they're doing, uh, you know, making these plans. And they said, "Scotty, you know, whatever." And he goes, "Oh yeah, you go this way, this way." I know this ship like the back of my hand. And he turns around, bonks his head, and KOs himself. You know, and once uh-huh. again, you know, it's it. It was it was is different because you know we see Uhura as the naked singer. We see Scotty as almost the comedic relief. Um, you know, you see these characters being separate from what they were, um, and then of course Scotty then becomes enthralled with you know through Cybok as well um, from that because he knocked himself out and they find him and take him to sick bay and heal him and, and Cybok is there. Uh, so it's now really just Kirk. McCoy and Spock, who have to figure things out, they have to climb up a turbo shaft, and uh, in that process, you know, they start to climb, uh, which of course Kirk is all, you know, ties back into earlier from the mountain climbing, and then um, we see the callback with the boots, um, where Spock shows back up with the boots. They get on and they start to sink because they had a little too much, and they said, "Well, it must have been those extra marshmallows," you know, and uh, <laughs> so they hit the boosters and they get where they need to. But at this point, Cybok has gotten to where he needed to be as well, to the Great Barrier, and they push through. Um, and lo and behold, they are not paying attention that there is a Klingon ship right behind them and following them. So they get to the, the planet, um, and then, uh, of course, you know they, they, they find this planet beyond the Great Barrier. And they're like, this is Shakari. This is Eden. This is 
you know, uh, paradise kind of thing. And so it's they send an away team down. It is Cybok, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. And they go down, and, and there they go to this structure, and they meet God. You know, and you know, this, this this being, this electrical be- energy being, um, you know, does the different forms, the different faces of of the different gods, but it kind of settles on what we would think of as God in the old school, Old Testament way of like a Moses type looking figure with the long kind of curly beard and um, you know old man kind of look. And so um, you know, uh, it's very interesting because we see this and. Um, Oh, sorry. Before that, whole before all this, when we're, when we're at the, the other campfire scene where McCoy is like, "Well, I'm still pissed at you," and and he's like, "What did I do?" And he's like, "Well, you, you know, you falling off this cliff and you're just doing whatever." And he says, "Well, I never, I, you know, I knew I wasn't going to die." And he says, "Why?" Because I always knew I would die alone, um, and meaning that you know he had his friends with him, so he wasn't nothing was going to happen to him, and, and so. When he died, he died in generations, and he didn't have any of his friends with him. He didn't, but he had Picard with him. Picard well, yeah, was Picard with, him. Yeah, but, Picard with him. But Picard, it, it wasn't his friends. So technically, yeah. he did die alone, and he died on a Yeah, so that, that kind of self-fulfilling prophecy kind of fell Bridge out. on the captain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bridge on the captain. Bridge on the captain. Very Bridge yeah. on the captain. Yeah. So the, you know, so we see, so that kind of is going to play into the end here, where we see this electrical kind of being and Cybok is enthralled by it and like, Oh, this is God. And that's where you, your line comes in where he says, bring this ship closer. I need to get on it. And he goes, Hey, why does God need a starship? God need a starship. Yeah. And so we, that's when we realize that this being is not God. It's exactly. something else. We don't know what it is. And it is being contained by the barrier. It can't get out. And yeah. so, you know, it's whatever it is, it's a malevolent creature and it's, being contained by this great barrier, so um, it's using the, it's going to use the starship to get out and cause havoc in the in the yeah. galaxy. And so um, we see um, that what basically Cybok sacrifices himself for Spock and the rest of yeah. the guys because he realizes he screwed up. You yeah. know? Also, too, when he when he says that, where he goes, "I see you have some pain, my pain. Yeah. yeah, show it to me. Let me." There's a there's a there's there's a Tupac song that was in the movie Above the Rim. They took that quote. They, they 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 took that line and they put that in that song. Mm. And in that, I don't know. And, and, yeah, because I guess I remember vividly that 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 uh, Tupac song. I love that song from the beginning, from the from above the rim, and the way he said it. I'm like, fuck! I said they took that from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't see any Star Wars shit in your rap songs, do you? <laughs> I Especially don't know. the greatest rapper that ever lived, Tupac Shakur. He didn't take anything from Star Wars. That's why Star Trek is better than Star Wars. Eat a dick. Even in the worst Star Trek movie, something is taken and put into something that that, that is great. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What can yeah. I tell you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah because, oh, Bring because, on the debate. Right. They are scared to debate us. Scared yeah. to debate. Yeah. Unfortunately, we are the fact that winners, Dr. Ted said so. Since we are. Yeah. 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 Well, it's okay. It's okay. We'll claim our victory. And, yeah, we'll go and claim our victory. Claim our victory is the best sci-fi ever. So, uh, but yeah, right. So before that, Cybok, you know, the, the guy shows more images again. He shows, um, you know, that really it was Cybok who wanted this the whole time. It wasn't yeah. God or anything. And that's when we see him. He realizes he screwed up. And so he sacrifices himself. I see your pain. And so he goes after the image and they go and they go after each other. And in that process, we, it's inferred that Cybok dies. 
to sacrifice himself. Uh, Spock and uh, McCoy get teamed up first, um, and then Kirk is by himself. Um, and because what happened then at the same time, the Klingon ship shows up, decloaks, and begins attacking the Enterprise. And so transporters are out, and um, you know the the ship is taking a pounding. Uh, Kirk is being chased by this electrical monster, which is now shooting lightning from his eyes. <laughs> um, and you know the the creature has hit them a couple, has like it hit McCoy and everybody a couple times, and so it's trying to get Kirk. Kirk is climbing; he's trying to get away. Um, and, and there's a scene on the ship where so everybody's on the bridge. You've got the three ambassadors. Well, the I think the ambassador was Kim Peck, if I remember correctly, yeah, or, or the same guy played Kim Peck in Next Generation. I can't remember if that was. It's the same actor. I know yeah. that later that was played the High Chancellor that you know was quote unquote killed that Picard helped transition. Um, the same. It's the same actor. So I don't know if it's the same name, but I want to say the ambassador was Kim Peck or something like that. And Spock goes to him and he's like. You know, you will tell him to stop. You're your superior officer. He's like, I'm just a washed up old man. He goes, Damn you, sir. You will try. We see some emotion from Spock here. Yeah. Um, uh, because he realizes his friend is alone. And this is a situation where his friend could die. And so, you know, we see, you know, Kim Peck does his thing. Um, and then, so as Kirk is about to get killed by this electric entity, all of a sudden the Klingon bird of prey pops up and the guns train and then they shoot through the electric entity and it dissipates and I guess dies. I guess disruptors kill that yeah. thing because th that's what disruptors do. They're not like phasers. They, they literally disrupt matter. So that's why some people are like, well, why did, why did the enterprise do that? Well, because first of all, the enterprise is not an atmospheric ship, whereas a bird of prey can be second of all, a disruptor literally disrupts, you know, atoms. So it tears them apart. Yeah. There's a reason that there's a reason why you don't use, this reason why the Federation it's it's in, in the Fed in the Star Trek universe in the Federation law, if you use a disruptor, you're basically it's like you know, you go to jail the rest of your life yeah, because yeah. it's an illegal weapon for somebody in the Federation to use. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um and so Kirk is standing there and he's expecting the Klingons to kill him, and then he gets beamed up, and there's Kim Peck, and he's like, Meet our new gunner, and it's Spock at the gun who has saved the day for Kirk. And then, of course, we have a nice scene at the end where they're all on the ship and they're around the new planet. And well, well, actually, then Kirk hugs Spock and Spock goes, yeah. Jim, Jim, not in front of Klingons, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not in front of Oh, my bad, my bad. And Kirk kind of has that, like, my bad, like, <laughs> look to it. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, and then we have the ending scene um, where, once again, it's just goofy, you know, you have... Yeah. You have stuff going around. That there's a female weapons officer who's a Klingon, and she is stacked and jacked. Oh yeah! Whoo! Yes, it was, it, was, it was 1989. Jay Cargill. Yeah, right? she filled out that uniform really good. There's yes, a scene sir. where her where where she's walking, <laughs> and Sulu <laughs> and Chekhov are just watching. You know, she has incredible muscles, you know, like kind of thing. And then she walks up to the Klingon captain. They just kind of veer off, like, whoop, never mind. You know, yeah. wait, she's with him, kind of thing. And, you know, he gives Kirk a nod and they do that. And, of course, they end with looking at the planet and, you know, say Spock saying how he misses his brother. And, you know, they there was a scene, I think, at another point in the movie where they talk about family and how they, they're they each other's family. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so um, it ended on that. It was It's a bunch of cheese. The special effects were, you know, not the greatest. Oh, they were terrible. not the greatest. 
Um, the story was convoluted and just, you know. Oh, no, the story was a good story. Nah. It's, basically, it's just basically don't believe in false prophets and, and don't believe in those who come yeah. bearing the word of false prophets and to, to brainwash you. You must, you know, there, there is only there's only one true God yeah. and you know, that's it. So, I mean, so, I mean, I thought it was pretty, a pretty religious movie for a franchise that doesn't want to preach religion. Yeah, no, it, it really was. It, it was an interesting aspect. If you, if you really take a step back and look at it, like yeah. you said, it's, you know, you could see like, Hey, be careful of false prophets. Um, be careful of what you think or see, um, you know, and I mean, you know, it was interesting because, you know, you have this planet of peace, you know, that's supposed to be a symbol of just awesomeness. And it is, the, it, yeah, it is the opposite of what it was supposed to be. And, but we see that's what happens, like with these televisions, which once again, don't even get me on my soapbox about those dudes. I will. Yeah. You want to? You want to break me? You want to talk about breaking, oh, breaking John Enright? We'll we'll be. Hey, oh, I saw this thing about Kenneth Copeland, and you'll just get me started. Being oh, the wow. fact he lives, he lives Eagle Mountain Lake, which is like right, like it's probably less than an hour from me right here, yeah. going towards Fort Worth. So probably about twenty to forty minutes, depending on where you're going. Yeah. And you know, I just a complete. I mean, he is a complete and utter shithead, and and he's right here. And I mean, wow. don't I even get me started. But by the way, I was looking at houses in Weatherford, Texas. I found a really nice house. Oh yeah, yeah. I found a really nice one. I looked at the price. I was like, "Well, I said I can sell my house and have a little bit of money and go and well, I can sell my house and take some money that I saved up and then borrow some and I have a high mortgage payment. Beautiful home. Yeah, newly redesigned. I, it's a really nice home. I mean, I think. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the price when we get off the air, though. But Texas, uh, Texas has come back up in triple these new places to move after this <laughs> in a couple of years. So, dude, well, I mean, I mean, my in-laws who lived in California forever, they sold their three-bedroom, one-bath, thirteen hundred square foot house for. Well, at least $600,000. $400,000. Yeah, it's in California. It's, it's yeah. crazy. They were able to buy a house plus have two grand left over. They bought a bigger, better yeah. house here plus yeah. have two grand left over. Crazy. It's I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it just, I mean, it, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But, so, you know, it, it's, it's, but I think, you know, the thing we can appreciate about this movie is they are trying to tell a story. Yes. They are trying to, like, get a point across. It wasn't the best as far as that goes. I mean, especially when you have six and four in between these two. Um, four was great, you know. It told yeah, a good story, yeah. you know, and it had a good story, and and there was there was a nice underlying things. I think the thing that really hurt this was there was no really good underlying like secondary story. There was um, a secondary story, you know, and there was a writer strike during the pre-production when it came to writing the script. Yeah, and. The, the special effects house that did Star Trek four and Star Trek two as well. They were busy. So they couldn't do this movie, which was terrible. Um, so the special effects suffered in it. Yeah. The budget, obviously the budget wasn't where it wanted to be because Shatner wanted rock monsters at the end, you know, with that. And he claimed that that was the reason why the movie. <laughs> that's a, that's a Shatner. Mad cow, mad cow, mad cow. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I mean, but you that was the thing. Like with six, you had underlying stories in there. You yeah. had sabotage, plus you had this overarching thing of we're gonna bring peace to the galaxy between two of the most hated rivals of each other for the longest time. But there's sabotage, there's entry, there's yeah. things going on. Um and, enemies. Yeah, it, well, and the, I think the, the other thing that really hindered this was that the characters were not playing themselves. They were playing, they were, it was cartoon. Scotty should not be comic relief, and he was comic relief throughout this whole thing. Um, you've got, you know, I mean, highly grumpy old man McCoy. It was almost over the top grumpy old yeah. man McCoy. Um, Kirk was just chewing scenes like nobody's business and monologues and, you know, everything along those lines. Um, you know, uh, you know, Uhura not really playing her type. You got, you know, you got uh, Chekhov and Sulu, you know, kind of being that kind of buddy-buddy duo that's just kind of like, where'd this come from all of a sudden kind of thing? You know, uh, it, it was, it was the characters did not, they, they felt out of place and not yeah. right. And, and then there was no secondary story. There was, so all of it just adds up to just a weird duck that is well, there. I, I know with that movie, Shannon went to go with a little bit more of a, of, of a darker tone with it not as you know campy as, as it was but i guess like the studio execs didn't want that for fear mm -hmm. of you know protests and everything else you know so because i guess they were really going to do something like darker tone when it came to the whole god and religion thing they really were going to like go and dissect it like fully and really mm -hmm. kind of, you know do that and the studio was afraid that of reprisal from certain groups. So, but you know, but listen, but in, in its place is a lovable uh, uh, shit piece, yeah. <laughs> master that yeah. I that I you know what I love watching Star Trek Five. Like, yeah. I'll sit and I'll watch, I'll watch four, love four, cleanse my palate with five and. Be like, what the fuck, and then watch sex and just be enthralled yeah. with sex. Yeah, it makes you appreciate. But you know, to me, this is like Star Trek's. Ver it's a B version, B movie version of Star Trek is what yeah. it really feels like. Exactly, it really does. And so, um, you know, I. It, once again, even at this is, I think this is like the top three worst. You know, this Nemesis, and I think motion can picture. I, can, can I can I just say this too? They, yeah. And 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 they bring in the best composer of like the Star Trek movie of like the best composer Jerry Goldsmith. He's done Star Trek one, which is considered not considered to be the greatest one. Star Trek five. He did Insurrection, which I like. Insurrection. I like Insurrection. But a lot of people are like Insurrection. I was like, I was like, listen, you idiots. Okay, it tells a great fucking story as old mm -hmm. time. Okay, do some, you know, open up a history book and read some history. Okay, yeah, and maybe you'll see. So unfortunately, the the soundtrack to Star Trek Five was really good. Jerry Gold yeah. did a, a wonderful job with it, but music because <laughs> some of it was not good. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I, at the end of the day, I think this is a movie that you know, no matter what, we can still appreciate because it's Star Trek. It's Star yeah. Trek movie. You know, um, you know. You, each movie brings something different and unique yes. to it, and that's the way we have to look at it. Is there's a unique thing to this movie that we have to appreciate for? So, mm -hmm. you know, I think I think with that said, I think we've pretty much covered this movie. Oh we yeah, know, we know that there was uh, tons of production issues, writer strikes, and other issues going on with it that hindered it from the start. But hey, at least they still got it out. 
Yeah. No. Unlike unlike some of these movies that they've been talking about now, where the, like we talked about earlier, there have been four different iterations that have been talked about between Tarantino and trying to get um, George Kirk back, and you know all these different things. Mm-hmm. You know, we see all this kind of stuff, and it's like, okay, well, nothing's happened yet. They got this one out, you know. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it 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 made some money because it, they still made six. You know, yeah. obviously it did something well, because had, they 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 had to make sex because they're like we need to make well, money to get some money back. Yeah, and anyway, we can't we, we can't have the last the cast's last thing be yeah this. And plus, plus it was sex. They brought back Nicholas Mayer who wrote Star Trek Two, mm-hmm. and they brought Nimoy back to direct it in the chair. And six was a masterpiece. Right, six was an absolute masterpiece. It was but, good. It was really but, good. But on that note, man, we have we spent a lot of time on the worst Star Trek movie ever. We did, we did. But you know what, guys? I hope you found this interesting. Listen, as much as me and John shit on this movie, guys, go watch it. Yeah, and judge, and judge for yourself. But guys, watch it with a watch it with an open mind. Don't read the the whole Rotten Tomatoes thing, saying how awful it is. Watch with open mind and just have fun with it because that's the thing with Star Trek, guys. Have fun with it. Yeah, and I think that's what we're at the end of the day. Even though it's not the best movie, we still have fun with it. We still enjoy it. It's still oh, yeah. Star Trek. Enjoy it for what it is, and you know, and just just enjoy the ride and just kind of laugh and have fun. Exactly. You know? it's, it, like you said, it's a palate cleanser. You it know, is. and just it enjoy is. it for what it is. So exactly. You know. Well, so with with that, I think we need to kind of do our closing plugs tonight. I think so. You know? I think so. All right. So. You can find Shatner's Rock Monsters nowhere because they never put in the film. <laughs> but you can find me, Dimitri Zerdos. I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes, I am on all three of the evil social media conglomerates, usually on Facebook. You can find me posting some memes and some great posts in our Facebook group page, the Star Trek Academy HMG Facebook group. Look up Academy mm-hmm. HMG on Facebook and come follow us guys. Come like it. Come check it out. John's always posting good stuff in there. I'm posting some good stuff and some inappropriate stuff as well because I like being inappropriate and that's why I like about it. Guys, Dippin' Don't and CNY. Dippin' Don't and CNY on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That is my that is my family's business for the best donuts and uh, pastries. You will find them at Dippin' Donuts. So guys, if you don't live in Rome, New York, or in such New York, well, tough shit. <laughs> come, come visit me. So we got that. So guys, give a follow and a like on that. Uh, ben Hamin runs all the social medias for the business, and of course, zerdosoliveoil.com for the best olive oil. And guys, uh, we have olive oil out, and I promise I am better on the shipping. So guys, go online, order it. I mean, it's the best olive oil in the world. Tastes good. Makes your food good. Help will help you lose weight. Will not help you lose all the weight, but will help you lose some of the weight as long as you stop eating the rest of the shit that you put down your throat. So on that note, Big John, where can all the slave girls find you? Where can all the green slave girls find you? Where can all three-breasted cat females from Star Trek V find you, my friend? I'm not a cat person, so you know I don't know how that would work. I I would I would take the Romulan ambassador though. So Admiral Richards would probably go for the three-breasted cat. Yeah, probably, probably not me though. So uh, I'm on uh, Twitter, 
uh, and and uh, Instagram at Men. Actually, I'm also on TikTok now. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I got a TikTok mostly yeah. to monitor my son, but also to kind of just be goofy and have some fun with it too. Um, Chinese so, government's watching right now. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm using not. it. I'm using. They can watch me be a a dad and whatever. And as I'm watching my son do his thing, you know, I, I have some funny reactions to some of the things my son posts. <laughs> and so uh, if nothing else to watch me troll my son uh, on TikTok, it's nothing That's else. Great. I'm That's also great. there on TikTok at JReasyMen. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as John Enright. You just type it up, look for John Enright, Weather for Texas. You can see me there. And as I've been saying, um, I did this on the Smack Attack. I did it uh, earlier today on Destino. I'm also giving out my work email, john at freedomhousepc.org. If you need help with any kind of mental health, uh, mental health aspects, if you need a, hey, what are some tips that I can have to help with my mental health? Um, what are some other things? Or if you need to go deeper in, hey, I need a counselor. Um, where, wherever you're at in your area, we can help you figure out and connect you with counseling services in your area. A lot of times people don't realize that they're probably nonprofit or um, uh, counseling services in your area that will help you based off of income. Like I go to one here in what it's here in town in Weatherford and they are nonprofit and they work with my budget. They work with what I make uh, and I'm paying 25 bucks a session. Um, it's great. You know, I love that they care about your mental health. It's not about the money. It's about making sure you get the help you need. And so maybe we can find something that like that for you. Or if you just need somebody to talk to or share, I'm not going to talk Star Trek with you on that email. I'm not going to talk, you know, Destino or New Japan or anything like that. If It's really only for if you need mental health help or mm -hmm. any kind of other kind of advocacy as far as sexual assault or domestic violence or things along those lines. If you need help along those lines, email me, john at freedomhousepc.org, and I'll be glad to give you any kind of mental health tips you need or any kind of help you need in any kind of services in way or shape or form. That is my passion. That is my goal is to make sure you are taken care of because as we've seen in this year long, two week shutdown, you know, pandemic uh, aspect, yeah. um, the real crisis, honestly, I think is our mental health, how our mental health is. And we've, I think we've seen that and we, we are in a more of a crisis with that than we are with the pandemic. And so, you know, I, I understand what that's like. So, Help you know, reach out, get the help you need. Let me be a person that can help you. If I'm not talking to you, let me find you a way that I can find someone to talk with you about. I'm not a licensed counselor, so I'll just kind of go, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, and that sucks. But if you want a counselor to talk about those things, we can help you figure that out of where you live and how to do that. So I'm going to use this platform to do that while I can. Uh, and so we want you to have good mental health because. It's, it's important. It's just as important as going to the gym. It's just as important as, you know, being physically fit. Your mental health is just as important. So reach yeah. out, find out what it is you need. Um, and then maybe we can work that path together, figuring out what it is you need so that I can make sure that you're doing just as good as, as you can be. So well, that's, that's everything for me that you can you're find. Cool, it. You know, also, if you want to email the show, make sure you want to put in some things you want to say, Hey, can yeah. you this episode or can you talk exactly. about the movie or whatever you can reach us at the academy hmg at yahoo.com mm -hmm. you can reach us that way you can also find us on twitter um at the academy hmg on twitter as well we're also on discord um we have a leaf there you can find us there um on the Hameen media group discord you can find a leaf uh for the academy there as well so any there's plenty of ways to get a hold of us and as triple d you said earlier on the facebook page you can message us you know yeah. anything along those lines you know we want to hear from you we want you to 
Tell us what you think. You guys are the reason why we do this. You, we're not doing this for you know anything other than to share with you, and we want to hear exactly. what you have to say. So no. we, you know, we definitely ain't making money at this. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's no. It's just like everything else in my life. I'm not yeah. making money at it. It's it's about we the passion this, and the joy. We do this for for the love and the and uh, our love of Star Trek and to yeah. and to also too you know that there's not a lot of Star Trek pack podcasts out there and we're you know one of the few and guess what we are on the best media platform Hameen media group yeah part of, part of the hacker Hameen brand which is mm-hmm. absolutely growing and we have a lot of great shows here mm-hmm. so guys you know check out check out check out the other shows and you know just keep keep supporting us mm-hmm. in this face of censorship that is just it's going to get worse guys so we're ready, you know. We're 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 ready to fight the fight and fuck all these censor assholes because they all need to basically go mm, jump off. They, they need to go jump off of something and <laughs> injure themselves, yeah. not die, but just injure themselves because they're assholes. Yeah. But on that horrible, just god awful thing that I just said because. I am the most un-PC person in the world. How about we end on this? How about this? Hey, and also don't forget there's a Patreon page for some homie media groups, such as The A Show featuring oh, yeah. Aaron Aaron Stevens and April Hunter. Um, yes. Which, hey, I'm not saying one of us here kind of helped get that show on the air, but one of us did because we tweeted at April Hunter because we follow her because why not? She's a nerd. She's a self-proclaimed nerd with boobs. Uh, why am I not gonna follow a redhead like that? Hello. Why, why haven't we got April Hunter on the show? Uh, well, actually, okay. So I have kind of worked on that a little bit. Okay. Um, she's not a fan of Star Trek. She's not. Her boyfriend is, but she is not kind of big on Star Trek yet. Um, she is a nerd culture person. So, uh, but she's not huge on Star Trek. Just have her watch like a Star Trek and bring her on. We'll talk yeah. about it. I know that's what I said. We can do that. So, uh, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll keep. You know, plug in. Hey, we'll, we'd love to get you on. Talk about the A show yeah. and talk about Star Trek, and we can, you know, whatever you want to watch, we'll watch and we can discuss it and have some fun with it. So, uh, you know, that's. I'll see what I can do. Uh, we'll have her on to talk the, the talk the A show and talk a little Star John, Trek. John, you are the man, John. Uh, so we're we're doing stuff like that. We you know. Uh, also, uh, you know, MSG is you know heavy in production with the Stevie Ray show. Um, they're on Patreon. He loved us. He loved yeah. Us. Well, I mean, we got Money he, MacGyver. He's still kind he, of there, but not there all the way. He got the Mad Cow. Yeah, he did get the Mad Cow, but he that's okay. We still love him yeah, because he's doing him. some great things on, on Stevie Ray's uh, Patreon there. Uh, the FR podcast with uh, uh, <laughs> <For> <laughs> which, which, if you think Triple D cusses a lot, you need to listen to that one because, good lord. There is no way that would be on air anywhere. In a, in a, if we in a, ever, if we ever air, if we ever record our our, our rants after the podcast, we oh god, canceled. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. so, so guys, check out all the shows on the Hami Media Patreon, along with Ben Hami talking about some of his matches from Two CW and his marketing because he's one of the best marketing people in the world. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do I say that? I know that because he goes to marketing for 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 dipping donuts and preserved olive oil and been very successful ever since he took over the marketing. Our business has been up at least anywhere from like thirty to forty percent because wow. of 
are the strong social media presence that he had. And while we went through that little bit of cancel culture bullshit during the summertime, he was there. The Hami Media Army was there to help us out and help us get through mm-hmm. it. And to basically, basically, you know, keep the business going and help it keep on going up. So he is the man. You need to subscribe to that. Listen to what he has to say. Listen to the to the FR podcast. Listen to the A show. Guys, listen to everything on Hami Media Group. Don't listen. I mean, Hami Media Group, the brand, uh, Russo, Russo brand, Patreon as well, Truth of Consequences. I mean, guys, check out check out the people that support us please give them the support and so well we ended on a positive note we're gonna end it like this as we always ended on star trek john god bless you live Easy, long and prosper my friend and to the fans out there live long and prosper and to the star trek fans don't to the star wars fans go fuck yourself good night and <laughs> goodbye <laughs>